Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Yes, you already know what it is. We in the building once again, November 30th, 2018. You are part of the new fall season of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com podcast. What up, though? I'm your host, Sean Hubbard, and this is the number one up and coming professional wrestling podcast anywhere in the world being recorded right here from New York City. I'm going to tell y'all something right now. Tonight's guest is going to blow you away. She is. Everything that professional wrestling is all about. She's got the look. She's got the charisma. She's got the in-ring capability. And she is right here on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Right here for you. But before I introduce you to my big time guest. I got to introduce all my business owners to this. I'm talking about Hoskraya.com. They're revolutionizing everything it takes to make sure your business pops on the internet. I'm talking about web platforming. I'm talking about web development. I'm talking about what it takes to make your business shine. On the internet, make sure you check them out. Check out their portfolio, the who's who of companies they already working with, and I know you want to add your company to that list. Once again, that's Hoskrea. That's H A A S C R E A dot com. Hoskrea dot com because we love tech. Yeah, man, yo, it's your boy Sean H once again, and I'm in the building with a big time guest. So blessed to be able to talk to this young lady, man, because I'm going to tell y'all something. When I first started this podcast, matter of fact, when I first started the website and I started doing articles and talking to people, I, I wanted to get the best, biggest names in the industry. I wanted to get with people who I knew were going to change the business forever. And this woman is doing just that. Yo, I'm talking about a two-time Taekwondo world champion. What does that mean? That means she is the real deal. That means she is legit. She is on that type of level. She's on top of her game in that, and she's on top of her game in wrestling. And on and speaking of wrestling, I got to tell y'all something. This is a big time scoop. This is an exclusive right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. She has recently joined one of the best wrestling stables in the world today, in the professional wrestling business today. I'm talking about guys like Whiplash. I'm talking about guys like Chris Cage. I'm talking about the big man Riot Rays. I'm talking about my personal longtime friend, the Silver Queen, Ivy Roman. She's joined this stable. It's called the greatest of all time. And you know, that's a pretty bold thing to call yourself, but I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. They live up to it. I've seen these guys and girls in the ring, and they are shining. Yo, these women and these men that create the GOAT stable are on top of their game. And speaking of the GOAT, on February 8, 2019, all members of the GOAT are going to be in the building for the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The Silver Queen, specifically Ivy Roman, will be back for our special Royal Rumble episode in January of 2019, as will my guest tonight. We're talking about, once again, a two-time Taekwondo champion. We're talking about an in-ring performer that is doing her thing in a major way. We're talking about one of my very first interviews and one of my very first articles back in the month of May 
when this beautiful thing called HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com got started. And we're talking about one of the best in the world today. We're talking about the one and only, my good friend, JL Cotto. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much. Those are some kind words. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's love. It's love. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate you. And I, I got to tell you, you know, everything you've been doing, I got to let all my people know, man, everybody who listens to the show. Um, right now, the wave in professional wrestling is, is reality-based. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that is um, there's people who are in the business right now who are legit yeah. badasses, you dig? So it's a situation where it's like, you know, people are coming into the industry that have legit um, fighting backgrounds. And right. tonight, you know what I'm saying, for me to have you on, look, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say... You're the next Ronda Rousey, but I'm not not going to say you're the next Ronda Rousey, you dig? Because at the end of the <laughs> no, day... You know what it is? I don't even want to be compared to anyone. I want to walk my own you know, path, and I want to be JL Cotto. That's, that's what I feel like. I If I take out anything or give anything into wrestling, it's that. I just want to walk my own path. Well, I totally respect that, but I, I can't I can't help and I think the people won't be able to help to make the comparison only because and I mean this and you know we've talked before, you know I, I mean this in the most respectful way possible. You're a two time Taekwondo champion. We all know yeah. that, you know, Ronda Rousey, uh, who's on top of the game right now, is a Taekwondo silver medalist, I believe, actually bronze medalist, I'm not sure, in the Olympics years mm-hmm. ago. And the comparisons are gonna come. I say all that to say this, JL. With your background being what it is, you have set the stage for yourself with, like I said, the legit fighting background, with the charisma, with the in-ring ability, all this under your belt at such a young age. You're shining already. I guess the question I have to start this show off, when, when, did, when did you start realizing that you had this kind of talent? Honestly, uh, ever since I was a kid, I was very competitive. Um, if my brother did something, I wanted to do it as well, maybe better. And, you know, competing with my brother always made me the type of person to just get better at my craft or not be the best. Uh-huh. So when I was about 11 years old, I started, you know, doing Taekwondo. And it was, I started at, at K-Mag. And um, so many black belts that were amazing. And I just wanted to be at their caliber, but just better. You know, I always wanted to do that. So that's why I love wrestling, because it's always like, it's always something for you to learn. And there's always someone that you have to reach. You that's know, a fact. that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, I, I guess I guess when, when you talk about reaching, that gives me into my next question, because you talk about reaching the people. I, I already know the answer to this question, because we've spoken so many times before. And if you haven't gotten a chance, listeners, to uh, read the article I did about JL months ago when she was just bursting onto the scene like a rocket blasting through the Mm -hmm. sky, make sure you check that out. But, um, you know, as we stand here months later, you were talking about being able to reach the people. What do you think is your number one quality as it pertains to reaching the people? Because we know that in-ring ability and especially you being blessed with the Taekwondo and, and all that stuff that you have physically but charisma is such an ultra part of this industry. When did you realize, when did you look in the mirror and say, oh, you know what, I got it, not just as an athlete, but as an entertainer? I feel like having my niece, 
um, made me realize that there's more than, you know, uh, adults out there for wrestling. There's also little kids. And if you can reach the little kids, you can reach anyone. Mm -hmm. If you can make a kid believe in you, then you can do anything. So for me, that was very special when I had my niece um, because it just taught me a different way to change up my personality. Not everybody's evil out there, you know. Um, you, you always have to be sensitive towards people. And that gave me a different type of ability to reach out to anyone, really. You know, when I go out there and, and somebody always wants to talk to me, I make time to, for them. You know, I make time for anyone out there for photos or, you know, signing autographs. It's always something that I've, I'd love to do. I'm, I'm a kind person, right. but I really had to open up a little more, you know. I feel you. Let, let me tell you something. This interview is going so well because you're setting me up with question after question. Like, it's like flowing. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. The transition to this next question is just as easy as the first one. You talk about being a nice person, and, I, and I'm, I'm a witness to that. Um, very kind, very respectful, and, um, okay. and, and you have a lot of love for the business and a lot of love for people that love the business, such as myself, which is why you're on my show right now. So once again, I salute and appreciate you for that. That being said... Mm -hmm. Being a nice person is not necessarily what it takes to make it in the wrestling business. You're making it in spite of your kind-hearted personality. Now, we all know that, you know, who you are behind the scenes may be different than what you show out in the ring. Obviously, that's 99% of the people in the industry. It's all about persona. It's all about swagger. It's all about putting yourself over in the best possible light. But when you have a good heart like yours, sometimes, especially as a female... Let's let's talk real, especially as a female. And I'll talk to this uh, to this point about uh, about this subject regarding um, Ivy Roman as well. And we talked about it for a little bit. Females kind of get, you know, have to have to be a little extra protective of, of their um, their their person, their their reputation, all that good stuff. And I know you have a pristine reputation in the business. But how did you maintain that over the years? It's just making friends. Honestly, right. just helping each other out, really. It's really not about being angry towards each other. Because at the end of the day, men and women in the wrestling business, we're trying to get to one place. Facts. You know, we're all, it, it's not a war. It's more of us helping each other. And if I can help another woman or another man um, get up there, well, why not? You know, and it's true. There, there have been times where, you know, I've witnessed situations where women get women's necks. But at the end of the day, it's like we're all trying to make, and, I'm, and I might get heat from this, but we're all trying to make fake wrestling real. Right. You know, we're trying to make people believe that it's real. Right. And I feel like we help each other out, and, and with more people that we have as friends, we can get up there together. It's it's really not a war, you know. It's it's more of just us helping each other out. And I feel like if there were more people out there like that, mm -hmm. wrestling would be in a much better place than what it is right now. That's a fact. Have you have you noticed or, or come across any any cattiness um, in the in the business so far? Always, but that's that's in life. Honestly, if you're a beautiful girl, pretty body, or or a handsome man, a gorgeous body, you know, there's always going to be somebody jealous of you, and that's okay. But that gives you the right as a person who's jealous, or you know, 
just think of it like I want to be like that girl or I want to be like that guy. It, it shouldn't always have to be about a problem. It should always, you know, motivate you to want to get better. That's a fact. You talked about your, your niece being one of your influences, um, you know, coming up and, and wanting to be in the wrestling business. Do you remember, uh, you know, when you first started out, even when you started out in Taekwondo, what, I guess, pushed you to, to the level of greatness? And let's call it what it is. I know you wouldn't say it, but I would. Um, the level of greatness that you're, you're quickly, quickly approaching. Um, what, what do you think was your major jumping off point? I know I may sound like I'm repeating myself because you kind of talked about this earlier, but what I mean mm-hmm. more specifically is when did you, you know, what, what did you remember from your, I guess, maybe even childhood, teenage years where you felt like that would catapult you into the position that you are now? It's pretty much getting along with everybody in the Taekwondo, you know, dojo. Okay. Pretty much. Like, I had little girls draw pictures of me because I was really good at Taekwondo and they always looked up to me. So I feel like that was very special. Like I saw that like, man, this is just me coming in at six o'clock in the afternoon wanting to kick, Right. you know, and I never really paid attention to that little girl watching me Thanks. until, you know, she started drawing photos of me and I was like her idol. And it was so weird, but at the same time, it felt really good to know that Sometimes you wake up and you can be so important to someone and you don't even know. So I feel like you should always wake up early morning thinking like, let, let me make somebody else's life better. That's what it's all about. You know, I got I to gotta be very transparent right now, JL, because at the end of the day, um, I'm all about, you know, giving the people uh, the truth. So, you know, when this whole thing started out, you know, I started the website, um, giving everybody a little behind-the-scenes peek right now what HW Weekly is all about. When I started the website, I started out with the articles, and I got you to jump on board, and, and you gave me a beautiful article, uh, information for the article, I should say. Um, it came out wonderfully. You know, I got a chance to to, to check out NYC Wrestling. Shout-out to El Ray All Day. Shout-out to TJ Marconi, a lifelong friend of mine. I actually just came from his engagement party. Shout-out to him and his soon-to-be new new wife. Um, I love Brooke, by the way. If Brooke, if you're hearing, I love you so much. That's what's up. That's what's up. See, there you go. That's what's up. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brooke is a, a very nice lady. Honored to be in their presence. Um, you know, all this stuff was going on, and I started the podcast not too long after that. And I was blessed with the opportunity to to interview Ivy Roman, who who's one of the dopest people I ever met. And since I've been able to you know, broaden my audience by covering awesome promotions like wrestlers from MLW and, and, and organizations like House of Glory. And it, it's just coming along so well. But I remember when I first started out and I remember there was a name that people, whether it was promoters, whether it was fans, as I was trying to build this brand into what it is today. And I'm so humbled by it. And as I continue to stay hungry to help, help it grow even more, there was one name that people kept talking to me about. And that was J.L. Cotto. And I kid you not, it was a situation where all I heard was that you were the next big thing in women's wrestling because of this unique um, conglomerate or this unique combination of, like I said earlier, charisma and athleticism and real life, if I can make up a word, badassness that you bring to the table, <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden, months later, you you've collaborated your awesome and unique skill with 
with with tremendous athletes like superstar Whiplash and Chris Cage and 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 Riot Rays and Ibe Roman to to rejuvenate and and add to this awesome stable called the Goat. And you guys are really shining right now. Talk to the people about a how your career has evolved from when I first approached you for that awesome article months and months ago to now where you are literally becoming a household name along with your brothers and sisters in the GOAT? Oh, it's pretty much one word and that's work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's working hard. It's having that uh, stable as in, you know, my sister because she's the love of my life. I love her so much, Ivy Roman. You know, um, it's always good to have somebody always like, hey, listen, I understand you're going through this, but get your ass up. Excuse my... You know, my, my language. Ass, ass is cool. Ass is cool. We try to keep it. We keep it, th <laughs> we keep it there. Ass is cool, though. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. So it's always about, you know, all of us together, getting it together, you know, because at the end of the day, months ago, I wasn't in the same situation that I am now. You know, I'm working more. I'm, I'm working at PTW. I'm working at, you know, WSWC4 for titles, you know, and, and I've never gotten that before until I got with this group and it was almost like, hey, listen, you kind of have to work a little harder. Like, yeah, you're, you're doing okay, but let's take you to the next level. And I feel like that's what they've given me and hopefully, you know, I've given them as well. No question about that. Listen, I, I got to talk to you about something that I think is very important to, to touch base on because... um. Like I said, in my time doing this show and the website, I've really I always had an appreciation for independent pro wrestling. But my my respect has 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 grown even more. I didn't think it could grow anymore, but it has. With people like you, with Ivy, the members of the GOAT, um, people like, you know, Vince Steele I've had on this show, the longest reigning SWF champion in history, TJ Marconi, and the list goes on and on and on. Cotto Brazil, who just got signed to MLW. Shout out to him. Felicia Rose, whatever. All these people that are on have been on my show and blessed me with an opportunity to talk to them, including yourself. I've had so much of an opportunity and a blessed opportunity to understand what independent wrestling is all about on a much more intimate level. What I mean is much more behind the scenes level. That being said, how do you feel about the mainstream product? Because as of right now, you know, we're talking about the end of November. This is this is where we're, we're doing this show. I got, you know, JL Cotto right here on my show. November 30th, 2018, and we're talking about WWE being probably at its worst as it pertains to entertainment value, at least on the Raw side. Uh, how do you feel about the mainstream product right now? Honestly, I don't think it's at its worst. Um, I just feel like everybody watching has their own ability to figure it out. You know, um, like when I watch Raw or SmackDown or, you know... Well, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Smackdown, SmackDown is popping. I'm, I, I want to make sure I'm clear. SmackDown is popping, but Raw, I don't know. But go ahead, go ahead. I just feel like there's just so many great wrestlers in the business and in WWE where it's almost hard to get something out of it. You know, sometimes us as fans and I you know I say us because at the end of the day I'm still a fan you know and I still watch and and I feel like we just want way too much from 
this new world of you know WWE because that's they're on their own little planet and I, I want to see certain fans go out there and and write scripts for WWE you know or just do the amount of work that they put in it I feel like they they need more credit I feel like um, fans can say whatever they want it's their opinion but also WWE that's their product and that's what they're going to try to give us. So personally, I have no problem with the product or Raw or any pay-per-view. Like I watch wrestling for wrestling. Um, and I feel like that's what separates us a little bit is because I watch it for the wrestling. I don't watch it for, you know, with Randy Orton's wrestling, John Cena again. Like that stuff, I don't care anymore. And that's what separates me. So it's a little bit of my own opinion. Yeah. No, I, I, so feel, you. I feel you. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, like you and I, we, we, and that's the beauty of wrestling. We can always have our own opinions and it's okay. We could debate as, as much as we want and that's fine. You and I can go back and forth forever on, on anything, on if Raw is, is great or SmackDown's better. You know, like we can always do that and that's the beauty of wrestling. Like we can, we can do whatever we want with it. And that's why it's special. That's a fact, but, I, but I'm about to challenge you on something. I, I, got, I got to challenge you. I got to challenge Here we you. Down, see? Let's, let's you turn and I, we're going to fight. We're just going to fight. Let's turn up. Let's turn up because at the end of the day, listen, I, I blame people like you. I blame people like Ivy. I blame people like the GOAT. I blame people like TJ Marconi for putting on these excellent, you know, the uh, House of Glory world champion, Anthony Gango. I, I blame people like you who are putting on five-star quality performances, right? And then, like I said, my role as a journalist, I've never been in the ring. I have been an athlete, but I've never been in the wrestling ring. But I'd like to consider myself a student of the game. I'm 32 years old, been watching wrestling for 25 years since I was seven. So I'd like to think, you know, I write about it, I talk about it. I'd like to think that I'm somewhat educated in the field, nowhere near as educated as somebody like yourself who's in the ring. But... I blame people like you, JL. I blame people like you who are changing the game, who are revolutionizing the game, who put on five-star quality matches that most of the world, unless they're on, thank God for YouTube, thank God for social media, but unless they search it out, are not going to see it. Putting on these awesome matches, and then you turn on the mainstream product. By the way, been a fan of WWE since I was a kid, so no shade, but... Then you turn on the mainstream product, and it's like, mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I blame you. I, I hope you don't mind me, but I'm blaming you. It's a comp <laughs> it's a compliment, but I blame you. Thank you, I guess. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's a 50-50 thing. Thank you, I guess. Yeah, and no, I mean, um, it's, you, know I mean it, you know I mean it as a compliment. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, in my mind, you know, Again, like we have different visions of the main product, and I, I just don't know. Like I, I, it's not the wrestler's fault up there in the main product, you know. It's, it's just I feel like that also they have their own product and, and they have their own writing and their own situations that they feel like they're working out. And honestly, if it were that bad, they wouldn't be where they are now, you know. Like it's. it's it's harder to, as a fan, to look up and, you know, and they suck and I hate them and I'm never going to watch WWE again. But you are. 
That's a fact. And, and that's where they're smart. They're smart because you can say whatever you want about yesterday's Raw, but next week Raw, you're going to be there and you're going to watch. And, and that's why they have everybody in the palm of their hand because, listen, you and I are both going to watch. Facts. Facts. I don't care what we're doing. At 8 o'clock, we're, we're, our butts are going to be on the seat. We're going to watch Raw, whether you like it or not. That's and, a fact. And that's why they, they deserve credit because they know, they know their marketing. And that's with everything. That's with sneakers. That's with clothing. It's with cartoons. Everybody knows their marketing. So I feel like they're doing something right. And if they weren't, that they wouldn't be up there for that long. Well, to all my listeners out there, y'all know I don't like to be wrong. But, you know, I, I can't lie. The homie JL just gave made, made a good point. You know what I'm saying? So I can't. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. No, you're right. You're right. Um, That's a strong point. You know, I definitely will be watching because I love the business. But I, I at the same time, my critique of the business it, I think it's valid, but at the same time, you're so right because, you know, all of us have opinions and all of us have a right to have opinions. I write about it. I talk about it. I have people like J.L. Cotto on my show to talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about them being the number one company. But let's get off of that for a little while because we're talking about you, not about WWE. I wanted your opinion about the product, but I want to, you know, circle back around to the real point of the show, which is talking about one of the best new up and coming professional wrestlers in the world today, J.L. Cotto. And I want to talk about what your aspirations are for the future. Obviously, you plan on continuing to work. I know that about you already. But what I want to know, what the people want to know is, is your goal to be one day SmackDown or Raw Women's Champion? Is your goal to continue to rule and, and, and run roughshod over the wrestling industry with the GOAT? What is the end game for JL Cotto? I'd be stupid if I said, no, I don't, I don't want to be up there. Right, right. You know, like, I don't, yeah, no, I don't want to be raw women's champion. Absolutely. That's my main goal. Right. Most importantly, my goal is to make it and make it in wrestling, make it within myself, in my heart, that I've never regretted, you know, starting wrestling in the first place. And that's, for me, is making it where I can, I have kids and I'm telling my grandkids about, you know, you listen, your grandmother was a wrestler and she made it. In her heart, she made it. And that's something for me that's very important. But hey, I, I want to make it and I want to be out there and I want to, I want to go all around the world and wrestle. Even if, if it's for two minutes, I don't care. As long as I did it, it's something special to me and that's what I want to do. Absolutely. That's what's up. Well, look, I mean, from this objective, you know, outside opinion uh, perspective, like I said, I'm definitely a student of the game. I mean, you have the look, you have the charisma, you have the in-ring technique, you have, as I said before, I coined a praise, badassness. You have the elements that it's going to take to get you there, and you're already getting there because right now the GOAT is on fire. I'm looking forward to having Riot Rays and, and Chris Cage, you know what I'm saying, and and whip and whiplash on the show. I'm looking forward to having you and Ivy back on the show for our very important and very cool Royal Rumble preview coming up in January. But I got to tell you, this has been so awesome talking to you. I want to thank you for being on the show because um, you really gave the people a lot of insight about what I consider to be and what I look forward to being right about when I call you uh, the new wave in women's wrestling. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate, you know, having the opportunity of being something like this. 
um, you, it's helped. Like I was talking about before, you know, I help you, you help me. It's, it's helping each other in this business that we both love. So I'm, I'm very honored to be on this. I really am. I thank you so much. I, 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 you're welcome. And I'm honored too. I always say like, I'm so regular, like I'm such a regular dude. Like I'm not, I'm not even trying to, you know, I never big myself up. I just like to think that I love the business and this is my way of giving back. And, you know, you helping me out like this. It is what it is. You helping me out like this means the world to me. So with that being said, please let the world know your upcoming dates and please let the world know where they can find you on social media. Okay. So upcoming dates, I have WSWC4. I have a title match and that's December 1st. I'll be at EPW Wrestling um, on the 19th. So look out for that. I'll be wrestling Masha Slamovich, which you should have on your show. Um, she's an amazing wrestler as well. Hook, hook me up. Hook me up. I can do that for you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I have way more dates coming up. A lot of surprises that I can't say right now. But uh, social media, you can catch me. JL Cotto on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Same thing. J-A-Y-E-L-D-O-T-T-O. JL Cotto. Don't forget it. Pretty sure you won't forget it. But I'm going to make sure you won't. That's a fact. And to all the dudes out there listening on my show right now, I know there's ladies and dudes, but listen, she is cute, but don't be a creep. Please don't be a creep. No inappropriate. Yeah, I don't like creeps. No creeps. No creeps. No, no creeps. Like she's cute. If you want to compliment her, compliment her, but no creeps. No creep stuff, okay? And that goes for for my homegirl Ivy Roman as well. Both me leave them alone. You gotta deal with me. Because even though I'm just a radio show host, and even though I'm just a journalist. Be clear. I'm 6'3", 290 pounds. So you get me <laughs> mad. Don't make me have to do something I don't want to do. You understand what I'm talking about? Mess with, my, mess with my peoples. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, I want to thank you once again, all jokes aside, for one of the dopest shows. Like, you're super dope. Like, I, I'm a big fan, for real, for real. Thank you. Thank yeah, you yeah. so much. I'm, I'm a big fan of your of your podcast. I'm always listening, always reading the articles. Like I'm really a big fan and I, I appreciate what you're doing for everybody. Not just me, everybody. I appreciate it. I salute you so much. Well, that being said, yo, this has been one more dynamic episode of the Hubbard wrestling weekly.com podcast. I'm your boy, Sean Hubbard. She's your home girl, JL Cotto. And once again, this is the Hubbard wrestling weekly.com podcast. We're out of here. This has been a production of Hubbard wrestling weekly.com home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, the very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.